Brian, what'd you have for breakfast today? Coffee. That's it. I know. It's sad. That's it. Yeah, I just had like a French press of coffee. Uh, What was the last movie that you saw? Like completely. Uh, I guess it was that. Once you change your philosophy, you change your thought pattern. Once you change your thought pattern, you change your, your attitude. Once you change your attitude, it changes your behavior pattern. And then you go on into some trouble uh nope uh that's that's an easy indicator with me to know that i'm about to say something and max calls me on it all the time welcome to everyone sucks here hey the uh chill you know yeah apparently i was born Everybody on the last episode. It's boring. You're boring, everybody. Quit boring, everyone. Brian, Brian. I have to do this myself. Brian internalizes a lot. I do. Um, you guys got to let him know. You all got to let him know that you were or weren't bored. You were, uh, you were bored. With the last episode. Right. So, so we just keep it light. I don't know. People listen to like <laughs> interviews with people on NPR that they don't care about. So I don't see why they wouldn't enjoy hearing your musings for a little bit and and you know dialectics are pretty important you keep pointing out that i'm making dialectic arguments lately and shit like that and i don't like it that's what i mean but that you should be stoked about this like <laughs> for all this fucking arduous knowledge that you have to learn and stuff you're getting better at arguing and winning arguments and like that's what the world needs me being fucking better at it is i think it is exactly what the world needs (laughs) that's my opinion i'm gonna die on that hill (laughs) we need more outrageous chew for justice yeah yeah it it really does feel a little bit better to be able to uh form a conversation about stuff yeah um shut down some of those rednecks on grinder oh well i mean who's even on dating (laughs) not you yeah you know uh (laughs) those are a thing of the past yeah jesus christ you know after you get gonna have ryan insert some like love song here Carpenters, what's that? Uh, yeah. No, that's no, not Ben. That's no. Sixpence. Yeah. What is the Carpenters? Carpenters like loving you. Uh, that's absolutely wrong. So <laughs> minus points for Brian. Wait, episode. it's not the Carpenters? Gross. What? Absolutely not. Don't take this away from a black woman. That is oh mini, no! That is, that is Minnie Ripperton. Boom. Wait, what? Yeah, that's who did that song. Oh. Carpenters do a cover of it? I mean, they probably did awfully. Wait, so we got to fact check. Is this a cultural appropriation thing? Who covered whom? I don't know. Uh, do we look up it on our phone? We, Should we take stop? a break. We will live each day in springtime. And we're back. Yeah. And wow. <laughs> just, I mean, <sighs> a lot lately. Look, we, maybe this everyone, is Mercury. We, all, we still all have a lot of learning to do. <laughs> right? This might be Mercury retrograde. Twice today, somebody has challenged my knowledge, and I very calmly was just like, yeah, okay, well, I don't know that that's true. And I was right. Yeah, he was right. I Take that, Max. And me, apparently. Yeah. 
Uh, so just trust me a little bit more, especially when it comes to pop culture. All right. Um, Come on, I know pop culture. Okay, Brian and I's <laughs> pop culture, where, where our pop culture knowledge uh, like, uh, intersects is uh, Everclear is one album. And like and Naruto and Eve Six and and You're just uh, talking about music. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that's pretty big. Yeah, but this culture is a little deeper than just music, buddy. Right. We but, obviously don't have any literary tastes in common. No, no. gosh, no. But mm. yeah, you do like grunge music, like nineties yeah. alternative. Yeah, yeah, it was a weird. That was uh, that was around the time when my dad was cheating on my mom. Oh with, shit! He made me. He goaded me into joining a soccer team. This is long after I was like not even faking that I was interested in soccer anymore. And he was always my coach, so surprise. So he uh, he he goads me into like joining this team, and then on top of that. He keeps getting me to like, he's just like, don't you want to go hang out at this kid's house? Don't you want to go like spend the night at this kid's house or whatever? And I'm like, first off, you don't even like me spending the night at people's houses because you don't understand sleepovers because you're like Haitian, you know, like you just don't get it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so the fact that you're like pushing these sleepovers on me or whatever, it was basically just an excuse for him to go over and be at this kid's house. How does this connect to Everclear? Uh, cause father of mine. No, cause um, I remember we were like jumping on the trampoline to fucking who's the third eye blind? Third eye blind. Oh yeah, lots lots of third eye blind during <laughs> that time. So like also me jumping, group. yeah, me jumping on the trampoline to semi charm life when like they know the lyrics, I only know the radio version, and me seeing my you know dad's that song's car. About meth? Yeah, of yeah. course, everybody knows that. Oh. Me seeing my dad's car still there, but I don't see him anywhere in the immediate vicinity. And then I'm just like looking around. I'm just like, where's my dad? If my car is this year, I didn't check his mom's room because like, why would I do that? So that's what that period of time was for me. Maybe I was disappearing into music wow. and animorphs. Yeah, <laughs> but '90s alternative white guy rock. Right, 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 right. Because that's just yeah. what you were around. So everyone on the trampoline was listening to. No, because I was. Because uh, like, back home, did it register? Did something about it? Was you like, wow, Everclear guy gets me. Oh, gosh, no. no. <laughs> oh, right, because you don't listen to lyrics. No. Uh, the only time that I was listening true. to lyrics <laughs> was when I uh, recorded Pardon Me off the radio. Incubus? Onto a cassette. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Onto a cassette, and I kept on, like, rewinding it back just to, like, try and get the lyrics down because this was back in the time where, like, lyrics were important to me, I guess. Just to be able to sing along to them. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Pardon me. Pardon me. Oh, I fucking loved that song. When it came out, something like clicked inside me. I was just like, yo, this man is, this <laughs> man is spitting. <laughs> yeah. What, did it have anything? I mean, Brandon Boyd was like attractive guy back then. Yeah. Was, like, was, was that it? He, Were you just like, uh, I don't know. He's never been like my type particularly, but I did, you know, recognize the attractiveness. Yeah. I feel like every girl I went to high school with in that era either mm -hmm. had a crush on Brandon Boyd from Incubus mm -hmm. or the guy from Sugar Ray. <sighs> oh. My gosh, how unfortunate. Yeah. I was thinking like maybe like lingering crushes from Gavin Rossdale because he was, you know. Nah, that was like, that's, the girls were like older than me. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Because during that like mouth period when he was doing that song for American Werewolf in Paris, he, he, dude. You know, he locked down Gwen no. Stefani and like I was Gwen Stefani in the 90s and that's like, you know. Yeah, that absolutely. Was, like, the goat couple back then, I guess, for right. like white rocker, <laughs> rocker guys. <laughs> Better than uh, Avril and, and some 41 man. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were the best. By the way, Avril Lavigne is dead, and she's, this is like a clone that's No, wait, is place. she dead? 
Uh, there's like a theory that the original person died and like this person who is there now that everybody knows is like the, the, the backup. It's like an internet theory? Yeah. I'm going to look into that one. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty nice. Uh, so in this episode, before we get into like me just lobbing some softballs. Who wants to see me hit some dingers? That seems like a... It's a baseball reference. Uh-huh. Let's just move on. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. I love that. Uh, Brian has an, an I Maybe not like an I told you so, but he's got something uh, on his side. This argument that I keep saying that like fucking communists need to rebrand. Oh, you guys need to like fucking stop trying to call people comrades and do all this shit and just call it something else and everybody look, get on board. And so he sent me this thing and it's actually pretty decent. Um, so now's your time to get it in. Go ahead and gloat. You want me to gloat? You want me to read it? Read it. That's oh, gloating. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a, a, you know, sometimes communist Twitter be hitting and like you get some people out there making a lot of sense. And today I stumbled across a thread that kind of addressed the ongoing argument that Jerome and I have been having about uh, rebranding and stuff like that. So this, this is user, uh, I think I'm saying it right, at Tom Frome. When I was a kid, I also believe communists should ditch the label for PR reasons. Now I think you make more headway owning it than dishonestly disavowing it. Now, now let me stop you there first. He already started off sassy with this whole when I was a kid thing, but continue. Okay, fair. Not least because someone will almost certainly bring up Stalin no matter what you call yourself. Stalin is a powerful trope for normies. This is true. I'll just to interject right in this. Stalin is like big time boogeyman, right? And um, we're not saying, again, that Stalin didn't make mistakes or anything like that, or was like a perfect leader, like blah, 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 beyond criticism. It's just that like a lot of what we know about this guy literally comes from Nazi intelligence. It's been turned into U.S. propaganda like ever since. And there was a reason. There was like a geopolitical reason to do that. Uh, And when you like understand that, the reasons why maybe we should think more critically about the role of this guy historically become a little bit more apparent, right? Hmm. When you take all that shit into context. All right, I'm going to continue with this thread. Stalin is a powerful trope for normies. His name stands for the perverse emergence of injustice from the overzealous pursuit of justice. It's a dramatic irony. It's a morality tale about how power corrupts. The mythic trope stands as a barricade between normies and socialism, no matter what kind of spin you put on socialism. What are the crimes normally attributed to Stalin? The show trials, the purges, the gulag, forced collectivization, in other words, state violence. The socialisms that define- Now, now wait, let me stop you there. What would the current state violence look like in-, in... At Literally everything that they just said, only like more sinister, probably. Yeah, but make it, make it make sense. What, what does that look like right now in 2020 state violence? Like, uh, whether I mean, it exists or the potential for... I mean, like, yeah. cops killing people on the street is, like, state violence. And the fact that they don't... They're not prosecuted or are, are held accountable for these actions is state violence. Because the idea of state violence is that the state has the monopoly on what they call, like, legitimate violence. Like, I can't kill you. That's a crime, mm-hmm. right? But if the state says that somebody has to go, like, because it's the state, which is supposed to be this representation of the will of all the people within the state, mm. they have the authority to arbitrate that kind of decision-making, right? Because okay. ultimately, it's a tactical decision. You can't let people just keep burning down stuff, like, willy-nilly or whatever. I, you know, I'm like, like, go back to the ancient days. Like, if someone was a bandit or a, a murderer or, like, mm. a rapist or something like that and kept doing it, eventually the state is going to have to decide to do something about this. Right. And that could be either killing the guy, you know, just, like, beheading him with a sword and, like, moving on, right? Or putting him in jail or some other form of violence, even mm. if it's economic in terms of, like, fines and shit like that, right? Okay. 
So yeah, our state commits violence on us all the time. That's what a lot of these protests are about, right? Okay. Okay. So, in other words, state violence. The socialisms that define themselves in opposition to Stalin therefore downplay state violence as much as they can. But statehood is a monopoly of legitimate violence. The question of who's doing violence to whom and to what end is the fundamental problem of politics. It's capitalism's answer to this question that makes us hate it so much. Nobody does violence to anybody sounds good, but it's not actually a political position. Political positions require charting out a plausible path from where we are now into the glorious future ahead, and that path goes through socialist states. The demonization of Stalin is the demonization of the socialist statehood. He will come to convince a normie that the latter is false as long as they remain convinced that the former is true. The ritual denunciation of Stalin on the left presents a utopia of socialism without antagonism. Two, flatters first worlders and academics. Three, spares people the unpleasantness of integrating how their ideas about the past were formed. That's what I just said about what do we know about him being mostly from Nazi propaganda, right? We don't think about the origin of these sources. And like, why would you believe a Nazi? You know what I mean? Like, why? <laughs> what are we supposed to, why are we supposed to think that they're like, weren't lying about everything else? You know, mm. and then four makes a virtue of losing and waiting. If we decline to draw from the entire history of socialism and power in favor of a utopian socialism or a pragmatic liberalism, the range of results we can obtain will be limited to those achieved by utopian socialism, evanescent communes, and pragmatic liberalism, which is the hell world that we live in now. Pretending our new thing is the sui generis and doesn't have anything to do with bad Stalinism doesn't actually mean we'll face different problems or have better solutions. Solutions. Stalin faced problems that were generic to socialism. Socialism isn't just a label, it's a class project. You don't actually transcend that project just by calling yourself something else. Just like you don't transcend capitalism by calling yourself a post-capitalist or an anti-capitalist. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. That is food for thought. Yeah, a little thinkaroo. That's all we're going to do for this one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we're just going to talk about fun stuff. Is it fun stuff? I guess Maybe. we'll see I don't know. in a I don't second. Really... Maybe we'll start off, I don't know, I'll bum us out first. Yeah, whatever. You're going to bum us uh, out. Yeah, whatever. I, my brother told me this morning that he got COVID, essentially, and like... It's my nature to, like, victim blame. <laughs> I know that's not right or whatever, so I didn't. But I still had to, like, get a joke in or whatever. I was just like, where you at, like, a super spreader event or some shit? Is he at a MAGA rally? I don't know. <laughs> He's in Pensacola, so, like, who Oh, knows? God! So, yeah, I mean, spring break or something. <laughs> who fuck knows? Like, something. Uh, yeah, last bit of, like, fest, maybe. <laughs> His favorite band is 311, oh, you know. Uh, he's, like, a good vibes guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, and I'm, like, just, I'm just, like, okay, be a nice, good brother. Don't point fingers or anything like that. So it's just been a lot of, I don't know. It's, it, well, it's, it's interesting. How's he doing? Sense of smell and taste gone, and he's experiencing like mild flu like symptoms, or whatever. So it's just, yeah, I don't know. When did he get tested? He was tested, I guess he got like emergency rapid response test or something like that. So the response has already come back positive. I don't know. Okay. Maybe like a day or two or All something right. like that. Yeah, they say like I think five days in to mm. is when like the worst of the symptoms start manifesting. Mm. So oh, I mean, hopefully your brother's gonna be all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Yes, I was gonna make a, a yeah, crude joke, no. or whatever, but I'm just like, no, I don't think I, I don't think I need to do that. He's like a super nice dude. Yeah. For as like problematic as I am, he 
is not yeah. like at all. Yeah, Florida. Yeah. I mean, the first wave, people always like second wave, second wave. I don't, first wave never ended, man. It just keeps shifting around. Arizona and Florida are like, I, I think the two worst states right now. Jeez. And like, who's to say when that's not going to swing back around up our way? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I just, I, I was just leaving the house tonight and I saw some people. I mean, it's getting chilly out when the sun goes down. Mm-hmm. It's time for a fucking sweater. And I see some people leaving the house with like essentially like tank tops or stuff like that. Hooting and hollering down the street. I'm just like, oh, what the fuck? Where could you possibly be going right now? I walked to a Medicare for All rally today. And on the way out, I was just like, I would rather die than walk down Butler Street (laughs) and just took the train tracks the entire way there. And like, there's no mutual exclusion there because you probably might die if you just walk down Butler Street. And on end. (laughs) Like, it is seriously like, yeah, man. Like, and it's usually... I don't know. I don't want to generalize unfairly, mm. but as you, it, it looks like a certain class of people, mm. like, you know, a little, little bit uh, on the disposable income side of society mm-hmm. uh, that are out there living large. <laughs> somebody, somebody saw my Instagram story about that and they responded and they were just like, "Yo, when I get by Walters, I'm like in a state of rage." Bruh. He was just like, "People are wearing <laughs> shirts that says Tom Wolf is a communist, yeah. and like lots of shirts espousing like <laughs> bravery." Yeah, and for, this- for for being out amongst you know or like it's a lot this is an unresolved issue from episode one <laughs> you know what i mean this is a, this is like people have to make this fucking like i feel bad for all the people who have to work at walters like that's their job right and then i mean mm, you, you there are servers there that are yeah they have to endure this shit I, here's, here's I, the thing no one if, should, this is a stupid choice that's what i'm saying it's a, it is a dumb choice yeah. because like if you're afraid there are places that you can work that are probably less fucking packed and are less there? full of are there are there i don't know are if there? jobs are just like growing on job yes. trees right now jerome get <laughs> like your, get your job yeah, yeah. Your job tree. <laughs> yeah shoot myself out of a job cannon <laughs> like i don't know if that's a thing like may i mean i don't know i've heard both sides of the story right i've heard people who be like yeah just fuck it i just got a new job changed midstream who cares yeah uh and like sure I don't know if that's frequent and like usually it's kind of within like related fields and it's on the like higher like technical end of it mm-hmm. like whatever mm-hmm. like people moving from like academic jobs right because sure. that's sort of, you know they're frozen place but I have heard a lot of things like people who have service industry jobs or retail jobs and it's like if that's all they can do like mm-hmm. where else are they gonna go like they're lucky that their restaurants open right now or receiving business enough to pay them consistently sure. are they gonna take a game they're gonna roll the dice and see if like the you know a restaurant in another part of town has that same kind of flex right i don't think so that's a rock and hard place situation i gotta go into this establishment where i gotta fucking work for my wage so i can well, live okay so here's my the boss thing. wants to make money off do it. you go work at the the beer pong ping pong fucking place or with with astroturf or maybe like find yeah, a, you know a what? restaurant fuck you walters <laughs> like, i fucking hate that place fucking thing sucks i've lived in lawrenceville since 2009 and i gotta say yeah. the fucking decline mm-hmm. of quality of life mm-hmm. in lawrenceville since walters opened up mm-hmm. it used to be a used car lot. i i was walking to i was walking also if you want to pay me to do i'll take your money (laughs) i was was walking to red fishbowl studios where i do most of like my independent office work and shit like that and uh i was parking my car okay so i guess i wasn't working i was parking my car guys i got so stoned before the show so you know 
You please, smoked please a whole, a whole ass blunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please allow me that. <clears throat> I parked my car, and it's relevant because right behind me, somebody parked a Maserati. And then three people got out of the fucking Maserati and went to Walters. I'm a Maserati? Like, yeah. I'm like, what? No. Yeah. You drove a Maserati to, to Lawrenceville yeah. to go to a fucking barbecue place. Yeah. Yeah. Not cool. I'm not into that vibe at all. I mean, yeah. I'm, I don't know a lot of the details about, like, Walter's, like, internal, like, staff. I can't really attest to, like, who's running that place or whatever. Mm. I just know that business model. You know, barbecue is easy food to make, but that's supposed to be, like, a real community, like, art kind of thing. You know, mm. barbecue is, like, a serious thing. Like, my, my mom is from the South, and, like, it's not a joke. You know, like, people, like, it's like a lifetime craft for some people. So to see it so cheaply commodified is annoying, too. Yeah. But also, I hate places. This is going to sound real lame of me, I guess, but... Fuck games, dude. Why do there need to dude, be fucking games? Uh, We're not children. When, when people introduce this giant Jenga in places yeah. and it's terrifying when it falls, I don't need giant chess or checkers and stuff like that, For man. real, man. Like, <laughs> I'm coming to eat some fucking food. Like, this is the thing. Those games, right? Cornhole, whatever. Ooh. These are fucking things that we could just be doing in our yards for free. But because they're attached to, like, this cool fucking, like, restaurant atmosphere thing, it's just another thing that just gets, like, completely associated with the transactional. Over, oh, when I over when I used to when I would go to like 7-Eleven and I would see like a beer pong kit in the store yeah. it would be like a ping pong with the cups and yeah. the thing is just like gross. I've never enjoyed beer pong at all. I'm yeah. I'm a I'm totally a weed boy and then I'm just like, you know, alcohol culture has always just seemed wet. Yeah, yeah. I mean like I went to college, bro, so I know beer pong, right? Mm. But like I gotta tell you this. I wanna play the beer pong game that's on like a flipped over door on two like hobby mm. horses with like the straight up Dixie cups that they went and ran out and got at the gas station. Mm -hmm. If I go to your fucking house and you've got like <laughs> a Bud Light official. official beer pong kit, I'm not playing with you, man. Like, I don't know. Dude, I, no. When, when the pandemic first started, this definitely had to have been like in March because I'm sitting around watching people, my neighbors in the backyard. This is right when they told us to stop hanging out in groups, stop all that shit or whatever and, and just like hole up inside and I see that some people behind me playing beer pong yeah. and I'm just like dog they're telling you not to touch stuff that other people that, touch and you're gonna drink the from this pandemic this, beer pong uh, like, that's like the worst fucking idea uh, possible because <laughs> it, it, oh it was like St. Patty's Day was coming up and you know Pittsburgh, <sighs> Pittsburgh loves remember it. when people had that little protest march for St. Oh, Patty's Day oh wow dude yeah. we're not gonna survive this pandemic ah uh, I mean, you say we, like the royal I mean, or like... I mean, like, whatever, man. Like, we are so fucking determined to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was talking to somebody today, and we really will just move forward into a state of just, look, if you die from this thing, and then you died from it, and that's just too Who bad. Who thinks about it? Like, a thousand people die a day still, and, like, everyone's just like, eh, whatever. And, like, dude, maybe, like, fucking school shootings was just, like, really all wow. false flags to get us ready for this shit, because they knew Jeez. a Like, you know... Okay, uh, this, is not this is not a conspiracy episode. <laughs> we'll save that for Halloween. <laughs> oh, jeez, right, is that what the topic will Yeah, be? I don't know. This is, no, this is Chew and A, Everyone Sucks Your Edition. Uh, <laughs> so hit me with the okay. Well, I took, I took notes today and stuff like that. I have, yeah. like, questions and the things. Tables have My turned. first note, it's, it's nice. It just says, like, cinematic quality high. Today, after I got done doing, like, cuddles and shit like that or whatever, Love. came home. Yeah. <laughs> Who sang that song? Doesn't I fucking already forget. <laughs> already forgot. <laughs> I don't That's even okay. like that song. I just know it as a joke. You don't even like. I that don't song. like that song. Well, I should have been listening Cancel to that song. <laughs> yeah, I should have been listening to that song when I was walking around because it was just one of those moments where, like, it was one of those highs where everything <clears> that you look at 
has that crisp focus and sharp and you're just like damn this looks like it's out of a scene this looks like it's out of a scene mm. like everywhere that you're looking whatever it's like that perfect high it doesn't come every single time otherwise we'd be even more insane but i don't know it was a nice day and when those moments come like i just like to appreciate them for what they are yeah uh, especially since i'm not a photographer anymore you had a little satori moment what? it's like a, yeah, a little moment is in oh oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I mean, obviously, I wrote this list when I was high, so that's probably why I wanted to see, highlight that. So, Monday is your birthday. Talk about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, so, I said there weren't going to be any gotchas on here, but that seems like a gotcha. Yeah, go. Uh, yeah, it is my birthday. I'm not excited about it. I don't like birthdays. I don't like my birthday. Historically, they have been <laughs> shitty occasions. Um, this one, I don't know. Whatever. What What is uh, a high that you could be coming off of and ride throughout this birthday? Well, the plan is to get some LSD. Oh, boy. Yeah. Ah, yeah. You need to, like, do it somewhere or just, like, probably, in my house? Yeah, probably in my house. Just chill. Oh. Drop okay. out and do some little, do some psychic clean out. Oh. What does that look like? Like, just thinking? No, I'll probably, like, listen to music and, like, look at plants. Probably have a good time with my dog. Maybe check out the sky. Okay. And then there'll probably be a point where I want to take a bath. Yeah. And then uh, just gradually fall asleep. Wow. It's so interesting <laughs> that you mentioned that because my next question oh, here God. is, how was your bath the other day? Because I, I keep, you know, <laughs> Brian and I were working on the same mural last week. I'll, I'll let you talk about that, actually, because we haven't talked about that on the podcast. Oh, yeah. So Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where Jerome and I are from and currently talking to you from. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, we did a new mural. <laughs> It's up in Bloomfield, like near the corner of Penn and Main on 4121 Main, and it's a big old lefty pinko pro worker mural. And I was really excited to do this project. We like worked with the building owner to develop this concept. She wanted to do a uh, thank you to essential workers because you know even to a non-communist, she correctly observed that they were you know pretty essential uh, in keeping civilization together, <laughs> and not so much like the you know Wall Street financier guys or people in Washington. So that being in mind, uh, you know I, I straight up told her like who I am, what I'm about, what organizations I'm with, blah, blah, blah. Full disclosure, total transparency, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And we developed this concept and then we uh, pulled it all together last two weeks and did it. And it was a good experience, man. I mean, you were out there with me. We had one dude, it was 99.9% .9 approval. Uh, well, okay, we'll, we'll <laughs> and walk that back a little bit. There was one vocal person and one, one, one sort of starer. Yeah, there was a starer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the starer guy was, because that's and that's always what it's gonna be. Like, he's, we're never... he's the other one percent. The other. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but one guy. One guy stopped his van. Full stop. Well, first off, what does the mural say? Oh, the uh, the mural says, "Essential workers make the world work." Heard. Yeah, good slogan. Mm -hmm. Came up with it myself. Nice writing degree. Poetry guy. So yeah, this dude stopped. Me and Jerome are painting, and we hear a very, you know, outraged tone converge behind us. And he, it's like, I'm gonna do the impersonations. I'm gonna be a funny voice. This is not exactly what he sounded like, but it fits. He was like, International workers of the world. That's communist propaganda. 
And Jerome and I just looked at him and we were just like, uh, uh. So like in that moment, because we're up on the fucking like up on the the lift and it's height and shit like that. So so I'm towering above. Man, there's something about like being up high above stuff. Because when you're in a regular car and then you go to a pickup truck, you're just like, yo, I'm above people. Like this feels different. So then when he's in a van, but I'm on a fucking scaffolding or whatever, uh, you know, I was like, I had to like hold my spiciness back in that moment because like I wanted to pop off. But I, like, anytime I'm on somebody else's job site or somebody else's project, and yeah. just like, yo, I can't be myself here because I don't want to incur any wrath to this. What's going on? For the record, future business employers, Jerome handled himself very professionally. Oh, uh, thank you, thank you. All, all I, I just like, I looked down and I said, "Hey, man, you're holding up traffic." Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, just to like do like a soft trolling. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, he kind of was, whatever, but it's not really an issue. And then he was just like, as he drove away, he's like, "You're holding up." <laughs> no, yeah. You said you. We were like, he was like, "That's communist propaganda." First of all, read the sign wrong. Want to get that clear? Uh, <laughs> like, doesn't say international workers of the world. Like, that's one. That's an American labor organization thing too. Like. Not communist either. Oh, kind of communist. But anyway, read the sign wrong. Mm-hmm. Important detail. Also, this uh, in all likelihood, this sign, this thing was uh, probably thanking him. Yeah, that's the <laughs> thing. I mean? Like yeah. it was probably a shout out to what so, that guy did. So the entire time, you know, uh, <laughs> the first thing that when we start this mural is we coat a brick wall in red. Pizza like, sauce. Just yeah, just a fucking saucy saucy a red. The tomato pie. So for like a day and a half, people keep walking by and just being like, oh, oh, that's nice. Just thinking that like <laughs> we just coated the wall and stuff like that. So then as the murals start to build and then there are people and characters and details plus all that red, mm-hmm. people, it's clicking to them. Yeah. What's going on in their heads. So, you know, just seeing all these people walk by and do like a double take or trying to figure out what was going on or whatever. I don't know. It, it, the entire time uh, I was thinking, even if you don't like the leftist theme yeah, yeah. that it's felt like framed yeah. within, yeah. the message is benefiting probably you, yeah. probably somebody in your family. Yeah. Because Pittsburgh is very fucking blue collar. So yeah. like almost every fucking car that drives by is pickup truck, work truck, yeah. something like that. So I think I think you said too. something like to that effect, like on site, you were like, what about this it isn't true? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't think that guy probably couldn't answer the question. He was responding to the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was like, that's a really like deep seated conditioned response. Yeah. To, you know, completely misread a word because. And to be compelled to just like stop your fucking car. Right. Like address the people. But yeah, like I remember what he said driving off because you were like, I think you're holding up traffic. And he goes, I think you're lying to people. (laughs) And and then he just (laughs) just gets off. Uh, And that was it. But I mean, like, I don't want to focus on that dude because like nurses were passing us every day. One, we actually got an idea on how to finish the mural from one of the employees of Children's Hospital. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, because she came in and she told us about how our bosses like did this whole thing where they like, you know, thanked all the employees and the different doctors and and nurses and staff and like all the different languages of the people that work there. So that's what we put to like fill out the margins on the one side of the mural is a thank you in a bunch of different languages. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was cool. It was a good experience. It so. was a good experience, and it's, man, that shit is, like, it's a really nice location. Yes. And it's, it's a, a nice one to drive by and pop a collar to and just be like, oh, yeah, that over there? Yeah. I assisted on that. Yeah. If you are a political candidate in the area, you are only allowed to pose in front of that if you are a socialist. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Green Party, maybe two. Okay. Just Oh, we were on the news, too, that day on WPXI, but neither of us saw it because neither of us 
watch the news. Um, yeah, but so. people did. People saw us. So, some lady walked by. Yeah, the then next I saw day. you boys on the news. On the news. <laughs> I was just like, what? Yeah, that's. It was I, definitely a cap, good for Calvin. You've got a job. Yeah, right. <laughs> I genuinely wanted to just you know show my mom like, yeah. hey, look, I'm on TV, but not because I'm arrested, and then <laughs> that's lost to for fucking ever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. <clears throat> switching gears oh, a wait. little bit, but maybe. What not. was the original question? Oh, it's about your bath. Yeah, because it, it's, it's it was a, nice. It's a taxing <laughs> job. There's a lot of like lifting and painting and stuff like that. Good. Yeah. And I'm a my my goal in life is to extend my chill vibes beyond myself and make sure that everybody else around me is comfortable and calm. So that includes pushing baths. And if you're trifling and your bath is gross, drum, fix that shit. Drum is a huge bath kit. Bath, advocate, bath, oh, yes, yep. Get a, can yeah. you get a rim shot on that one? <laughs> oh my gosh. Ryan. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, so it was, it was a good bath. Like, I uh, rolled the joint, like, did the whole big Lebowski routine, you know, got my, got my tunes. Mm-hmm. Just, like, fucking soaked, man. Yeah, I was real sore. Like, painting murals is physically demanding yes it is yeah. man I'm, I'm i'm looking around speaking of like blue collar workers and stuff i look at <laughs> these old people who are like weathered and shit just <laughs> like, like wearing oh, paint stained yeah. shit and you just do you just been doing this you say for decades no wonder people like fucking Put come way. home and turn to opiates or yeah, fucking man. everything like the body aches. I am not looking forward to what my knees are going to feel like uh, <laughs> post post 35. <laughs> oh, I'm 35 now. Uh, but you just you started what? painting just though, so maybe you'll be okay. Yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I on my own uh, was assisting a sign painter. We painted a 150 foot wall. Oh yeah, we're two artists. Insane... I guess. Have we ever said that before? Oh, uh, like what we do? Maybe. I think we're just always yucking it up. We just assume that people know. I mean, the majority. Let's face it. The I mean, that is majority of people listening to this already know us. Yeah, for sure. So, there. Yeah. so this is all redundant. We don't need to tell you this. Fast forward. Okay. Go next. <laughs> Sweet. Well, I mean, honestly, this. It's like you fucking can read my notes because my next thing says, uh, "Talk about what phase your art is in right now." Oh shit, stagnant, I guess. In mm. terms of painting, paintings, I'm having a very hard time self-motivating for that. That's for a lot of reasons, but probably the biggest one is like, I'm not really sure when gallery shows are gonna come back. And I think online galleries are lame. No offense to all the galleries still doing online stuff. I mean, keep, mm. do what you gotta do, but I'm just not, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My art's like hanging up behind me, like look at that shit. Would that be the same if I had to like walk around with like a zoom camera? Just like point at that shit. No, you gotta. Yeah, nobody's. I, I don't know anybody who's actually going into the detail on For pieces. Sure. They yeah. look at it and they scroll and they say, "Oh man, I saw your online gallery," yeah. and then that's it. You have to like make it like performance based or something like that. And I don't want to do that. So, so yeah, I'm not really working on paintings, but murals I'm still doing. And uh, right now the vibe is propaganda. So mm. if you got real estate, I'll cut you a deal as long as you let me do some lefty shit. <laughs> Anybody hear that? People who own their houses and things like that. Throwing it's... seeds to the wind, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I dig that. Um, hey, Roach. Wow, this man. <laughs> I mean, not a bug. No, 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 good kind. Sorry, question. Uh, So then, have you noticed yourself using any self-growth tools? This is, you know, talking about talking about therapy, talking about (coughs) fucking using your second reaction as opposed to like your first instant reaction. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, 
still going to therapy. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing to do. I also don't believe in like shaming people who can't afford it or don't want to go yet. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like something you got to go to yourself. But everybody should have somebody to talk to, right? And like deep kind of levels. And if it's your therapist, that's great. And if you got great friends, it'll do that. Even Charlie Brown had uh, Lucy. Oh, yeah. And, and like not even to knock it. Like if you got a relationship like with a priest or something like that, that's, conf- you know, confidential, and confidant, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Good. You should, people should have that. So I'm still doing that. I've been working on like just being more compassionate. I know mean, that's, that's so fucking cliche, but I'm talking about like real patience when things are not kind of going my way. And mm-hmm. like when, when people are like moving in a direction that doesn't really like coalesce with the direction mm. I'm going in you mm-hmm. know? and how to like navigate that in a sort of like peaceful way. Mm. Uh, Almost like you're trying to finesse your movements a little bit. Oh yeah. I'm all about finesse this right. year, baby. Good, good. Because you got to move smart in COVID times, you know, quick. And you can't, like, you can't really afford to like blow up right mm-hmm. now. Like the energy is just, isn't there no. <laughs> for, for like the fallout that comes after and all that yeah. shit, you know? So everything has got to be, but this is also this also ties to like socialist practice too, right? Because you can't be defensive and help to win like the hearts and minds of people, right? Mm. And if you're really like if you're like really committed and about it, like you're out here to help improve people's lives and like you know liberate the fucking working class like from this fucking system of oppression and all that kind of shit. Yeah, you can't do that by scolding them and like judging them and laughing at them or mm. like. Hitting them with this fucking condescension, like read more theory, man. Mm-hmm. Like you just. Mm-hmm. Well, I can I can I can say that you were trying to get access to a space at some point, mm-hmm. and when you brought up your politics, and I'll let you explain like the way that you brought it up, you were met with a barrage. Yes. Yeah. Of feelings. Of yeah, I mean mostly feelings. Well, we just talked about when I was reading that tweet thread, right? Like mm. people that have this utopic vision of uh, what that guy wrote is the socialism without antagonism, right? If socialism is a direct existential threat to capitalism, and capitalism is a system that by nature consolidates power and wealth, power and wealth is not going to try to defend its existence. You think it's just going to allow itself to be like wiped out? Mm-hmm. So like you need some sort of like organized defense to like go against that, and sometimes that involves the implementation of state violence. And like if you completely disavow the revolution because of state violence, you know, existing or whatever, mm-hmm. you're just not dealing in reality. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, people gotta... You gotta accept life fucking messy, dude. Like, right. shit happened. All, like, that, all that to say uh, <clears throat> that when, when Brian was met with that, he didn't get defensive. He was just kind of like, all right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You I know. didn't, like... Yeah. The tone I just took right there, Jerome, <laughs> way different than how I took it <laughs> right. in the actual... When I was, I was actually like, sitting man, in that chair. Going I'm, not, I'm not doing myself a disservice. No, yeah, I uh, I did not really... It was about community programming, so we were, like, trying to set up shit, like, SAT prep and, like, teaching immigrants English and, like, teaching people Spanish and, like... Uh, Which, by the way, if anybody has any spaces that these places can be socially distantly done... Yeah. You know, love to hear about it. Love to hear about it. Slot in the DMs. Yeah, so it was, like, really, like, harmless stuff. Literally not any kind of thing with, like, recruiting or, like, ideology spreading like that. It was just, like, mass line kind of, like, serve the people stuff. And, um... Yeah, he, the ists. I was the wrong isms. And he just started yelling at me. <laughs> like, that's not an exaggeration. And, um... Oh, he called you, like, stupid. Yeah, he times. called me stupid. <laughs> so I had, like, a naive understanding of power. And then got a bunch of stuff wrong about the Russian Revolution. And then I was just, like, defending the USSR for, like, 20 minutes, which is really annoying because we're not in the USSR. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's dumb. But, like, yeah, you can't meet that with hostility, right? right. Because otherwise... 
it's just, I don't know, it's going to be even less helpful uh, if you just entrench yourself and double down and like alienate this person. Like maybe best case scenario, like walking out of there with a cool head and like one still allowed us to do like non-PSO organizing work at that space in the yep. future. Yep. And then two, also maybe best case scenario, he Googled state revolution and like or read the Wikipedia on it or something like that. And like mm. was like, oh, mm, yeah. but I don't know. I don't know if that happened. Yeah, so. it's, uh, you know, not getting defensive is interesting. He's less uh, likely to do both of those things if I would have been like, fuck you, man, like, blah, 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 right? Totally, you know? so, totally. I mean, yeah. So Especially that, if he's interested in, in maintaining a friendship or any kind of a relationship right. going forward. I mean, that's like in political practice too, but in like, like my personal life, you know, with people that I'm like talking to romantically or non-romantically, it's just trying to be understanding of the situation mm. that they're in because mm-hmm. life is fucking hard right now and like stressful and... Just because the way people's response to that stress might not vibe with yours, mm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a reason to greet them with like hostility. Like obviously you want to set up boundaries and that's another thing I've been working on, right? Sure. And like clearly expressing those boundaries again in a non-hostile way. That boundaries and advocating for yourself, it's a... Uh, Hard. Oof. Yeah. It, so like I, I keep saying, like my favorite way to phrase certain things, it's just like it feels like I have to summon a spirit bomb because like it takes a level of me just like summoning up the energy, and in that process, I'm I'm asking myself like, am I worth what what's happening right now? Is it a big enough deal to actually confront this person about? Should I be saying this or whatever, or can I just let it roll off my back? So to get to that point where. I'm actually setting a boundary. Yeah. It takes so much. And there are some people who can just like in a, in a snap of a hat, just be like, hey, I don't like this. You can't say that. Or this makes me feel a kind of way. For me to like put my feelings onto somebody or whatever, it takes great energy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you know, this is never a good question for you or whatever. I don't feel like whatever. But like, what are you looking forward to? <laughs> Because Brian's future is always bleak, especially right now. So there's, you know, even if it's something silly uh, or or arbitrary or whatever, what are you looking Uh, forward to? I don't know. I mean, like, I'm a student of history, man. Like, you know, I'm a fucking freak Mm. about it. So, like, living through it is kind of also interesting, as stressful and scary as this is, too. I am, in a way, like, infinitely fascinated at what comes next. So that's something in itself. Like, I haven't lost the will to live. Like, even though I know I gotta, like, knuckle up and, like, fucking keep going. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I mean, like, or, like, I don't feel like a fucking zombie, too. I guess that's what I mean by the will to live as well. Because, like, I haven't resigned to just go through the motions and normalize all this fucking bullshit. No, if anything else, you've been more active over the years that I've known you. Yeah. You have had a social life, but it wasn't always visible to me. And then when I started to get to know you or whatever... Yes, you are a compassionate person or whatever, but for the most part, you're still just like an artist guy or whatever. Oh, yeah. I was, then, I was very resigned to just paint my stuffs. And, yeah. And maybe like talk theory with people who are interested in it. Right, 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 right. And then the amount of work that I've seen even just since the beginning of the pandemic, it's like it's what it looks like to see somebody activated. Yeah. I mean, the, all right. And another thing I want to emphasize here is that this is the difference between doing it by yourself, which is what I used to do when I was younger, like Occupy Days and shit like that. Mm. It's just like a non-affiliated, just motivated activist, right? And and anarchist 
sick anarchist. Mm-hmm. And then this is the difference between now, I mean, an organization that has like a structural framework and like rules and like, you know what I mean? Like you talking about this pandemic too, man, like setting routines for yourself. Yeah. So like sometimes structural entities are like good and conducive for like getting things done. And mm-hmm. that's what an org provides is that framework for a structural entity, right? You develop a routine. And because of that, we have, you know, task-oriented goals and shit like that. We're, like, uh-huh. trying to come up with quantitative and qualitative solutions for things. All right. Somebody somebody during the during the muraling was in my DMs, whatever. They were just like, yeah, that Brian guy, I've always liked him and always, like, supported his art and stuff like that. But, like, I just can't get behind this, like, tanky shit and all this other stuff and his politics. Like, I won't even engage him on that or whatever. And, and this is... This is where I had to, like, not get defensive because it's not my thing to defend, yeah. you know? And I was just kind of like, yeah, okay, man, I hear what you're saying, you know? Uh, when it comes down to it, I see him doing stuff. I see him putting his money where his mouth is. And so that kind of, all that matters to me. There's lots of people on Instagram putting memes up all day. Black squares. Uh, black squares and just I mean, on, on all sides, you know? Everybody's just putting stuff up. And this is not me trying to like, like, whatever. This is a little bit of like me, you know, bigging up my friend and stuff. Because there are lots of people out there doing food drives and oh, yeah. and all kinds of stuff. There's there's lots of people actually getting stuff done. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> for the amount of like talking, I don't see the same amount of action. So I'm just like, yeah, you might not agree with this shit. But he's out here. He's actually he's actually doing stuff. He's actually putting his money where his mouth is. I mean, yeah, not to dissuade anyone from potentially joining, but it is basically a part time job. Yeah. What do you think I'm fucking? (laughs) Every time he's just like, yeah, that's why you should join. I'm just like, oh, what's this again about a meeting? This and and this that. No, I'm cool, buddy. I'll talk theory with y'all all day. Yeah, I mean, but you you know, we also need that too. It all yeah, it all contributes. Outside alligators for sure. Outside alligators, baby. Uh, <laughs> so would it be crazy to ask you to like set an intention for winter and like just the what coming, does that mean what what is that something feels like it's a goal <laughs> it's a goal it's All a right. goal yeah uh my intention for this winter <sighs> okay well i mean this is something uh damn i'm spilling all the tea about my private therapy good sessions. great like, this is a uh, resting resting again like hmm. legitimately resting i'd like to actually paint stuff again mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. And, like, the potential swell for, like, meeting mass orcs, like, out in the streets is going to die down in the winter because it's cold, mm-hmm. less action, and it'll be after the election. And the Brian does not enjoy the cold I at all at all. I hate it. Seasonal affective disorders on the way. Maybe. And I got that. It was a great meme. I'm not going to explain the meme. Um, but it was, like, yeah, just, like, seasonal depression, uh, COVID depression, regular depression. Mm-hmm. Perfect storm, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that bad folks if anyone's concerned mm-hmm. right now but it's uh, you know it's a lot everybody knows it's a lot so set my intention for the winter would be just like to work resting into my schedule mm. and then like maybe maybe through that kind of quieting down be able to like reconnect with my artistic and my um my spiritual side which mm. i feel like i have um i've been neglecting like pretty much all year yeah for sure uh, <coughs> yeah that's that's great i say 
once again, we already know my remedy to that. More baths. Uh, more baths. More baths, more candles, oh, that dude, kind of have, shit. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, because you are a straight man. Come on, man. Uh, I have a couple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never smell them shit. Uh, uh, they're in my room. <laughs> okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so now we're just going to... Get into some like fun stuff. Fun. Uh, this wasn't fun. <laughs> Everything before this. Oh was... no, these are these, those were like the hard hitting questions. These are the softballs and all that kind oh, of stuff. Oh sweet softballs. Um, because once again we're about to go into Ryan a fucking the dingers clip again. <laughs> <laughs> we're about to go into a hibernation period. Oh. So I want to know, and you know. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're thinking about a Patreon. <laughs> What's that? We got. Oh. We're thinking about extra content during the hibernation period. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we'll, we'll talk about that. Later. Well, because because Brian and I probably most likely will be spending like mural season is going to die down. Yeah. So we're going to be working inside, mm-hmm. just like the beginning of the pandemic, or whatever. So yeah, you guys might get some fucking extra episodes. Exclusive we did, content. We did watch Fight Club, but it's been like a week, so you know I forgot about <laughs> I that shit. It. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have some more. And Brian wants to do his own sort of little, like, if you want to learn, here's the episode. So like the people who are just here to get like these Let's start a book club. socialist jokes off. <laughs> oh, gross. Yeah, no, no, I mean, great. Yeah. All right. Keep start a book yeah. club. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. <clears throat> what are your, your like top three bingeable shows that you can just go back to at any point or that you probably will be revisiting oh, during this upcoming? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is a list that like, yeah, it's, it's in flux a lot depending mm-hmm. on like mood and season. So I'll just name off like the top three that have been recent 30 rock king mm-hmm. of the hill. And The Sopranos. Oh, is The Sopranos like a show that I would want to like? Keep in mind how I felt about about Red Dead Redemption too. Yeah. Do you think I would like The Sopranos? Well, what? Red Dead Redemption like is a cowboy shit. video game. And uh, this one is about Italian men, which one you should automatically be interested in. You because would of that. think, but like, no, I don't know not. how I feel okay. about a juice head. All right, well, a juice head. Yeah, like a Goomba. I'm not even gonna get it. Am I being I'm being problematic? No, yes. no, you're just being like wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> but so, like, I'm, but I don't well, want to get into that. Thing. So, like, Sopranos is a really great show. Obviously, it's about the fucking mafia, but it, it's also about it's also uh, really a lot about like therapy and like mental health. Hmm. Uh, it's also about the decline of the American dream, and then it's also about the really big fucking like existential crisis show like identity so it's pretty interesting on that level but i mean you also have to have like a general appreciation for like crime genre and like mafia genre in general mm. and if you don't then you might not like it okay yeah that, that does sound nice i mean there's a reason why it's so highly regarded you know mm-hmm. yeah nowhere yeah um well that's that's those sound like some good shows what are some things that like are in contention. Well, I just recently rewatched Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and the, the, yeah. All these shows are ones that I've, I'm assuming this is the question, right? That yeah. I've seen many times before. Mm-hmm. I can put them on like while I'm painting or drawing mm-hmm. or writing or whatever, and it's just like something that's entertaining and in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is another one. Uh, I mean, just like everybody else in the fucking world, I'm probably going through The Office more times than I can count. Mm. Uh, and I always think that I'm going to stop it when. Steve Carell leaves, but I never do. I just keep going through the shit years until it's done. I honestly don't even know if I made it that far. Yeah, I don't know why. Okay. Yeah, but those, yeah, those exist. I think mine are probably going to be Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, which is, gosh, (laughs) just, 
my all of my that, picks. That, nothing about that show seems appealing to me. Uh, <laughs> all of my picks involve problematic, toxic people who are like the featured characters. I would imagine Kimmy Schmidt's got to be on that list. Well, the next uh, thing I have here is Titus and Andromedon in them. <laughs> uh, is, is how I'd like to refer to Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> Which is proof that Titus is like how Titus would probably how they have what a great character how they haven't given him a show yeah. at this point is criminal yeah it and is it's homophobic and racist yeah Tina Fey check uh, yourself yeah I'll write that <laughs> shit already <laughs> uh, I was like you know of course Shit's Creek made it in this uh, last I year I was talking about that one but I have not watched it it's it's another one of just like full of unlikables to a degree you know didn't Eugene Levy in it. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, he's, you know, he's the same dolt that he plays in every fucking thing. Plays but he's dolt. like a nice dolt. He always plays a nice dolt. Mm-hmm. That's like his typecast thing. I've never seen Eugene Levy in a role where he's like a mean guy. No. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's always just Jim from American Pie's dad. Yes. Jim's dad. Every fucking role. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's another one of that. But like his wife and kids are, you know. It's fucking great. Shit's right. Creek All right. is amazing. Yeah, you're, uh, you're the like, second person whose who's opinion I trust. Yeah. Uh, that, right I always appreciate a good uh, Pete and Pete rewatch. That was big for me. I've never up. done the Pete and Pete rewatch. Man, if you can find a place where you get like a good stream of it, and it's not like just VHS quality where would I can, Where would I find that now? <laughs> I honestly don't even... Oh, uh, I mean, maybe Plus, I'll... Maybe? I think I should just probably just like buy the DVDs because oh, it's worth that. it at this point. Uh, <laughs> just, just to like We're going to buy them from Amazon. Where am I going to go? Yeah, probably. I, guess, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really try not to get too much into nostalgia because I hate the, the effect of it. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying uh-huh. to... They're reselling me Dunkaroos in 2020 to get me all fucking wet for it. And I say, fuck you, goldfishes, the crackers, the graham cracker version, but the vanilla ones taste just like Dunkaroos. So I'm not going to go rushing out to go buy this product because they're trying to sell me on the nostalgia. Mm. That being said, Pete and Pete is one of the few things that like my brother and I would do together. Uh, I don't know if you could guess, but I was a very annoying little brother. Uh, I got my nice docile brother to like put a knife to me when we were in Guam one time. Whoa! Yeah, yeah I I just was like harping Dear on. Dear listeners, just... I am reacting to this story for the first time. <laughs> I've never heard this one, and it, like this is a. I mean, I've heard a lot of stories from Chew. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so then there, during that during that same time in Guam, I mean, this is a little dark. Wait, what did you do but... to get? What? I just, you know... Because you've described your brother to me before as like a relatively calm and like yeah, super like jolly, absolutely. Kind of guy. Uh, and, you know, I'm really just the kind of person that um, you give me a word that you don't like or whatever, and I'm just going to take... That has how the, I used to be. What and was I, the word that he was Trust like? me, I couldn't even fucking remember. But I, I, I remember him holding a fucking knife up to my arm, <laughs> just being like, if you don't stop, I'm just like... Okay, I get it. You mean this. In that same house, I did something. I must have broken something or I must have like done something to piss my dad off or whatever. So he made us hold out our hands in front of us and he had a belt in his hand or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he's just standing there and he's just like, which one of you did it? I fully knew it was me. 
but I'm just like, I didn't do it. And my brother is just like furious because he's like, why am I in this situation when I have nothing to do with this? Like <laughs> he's, he's sitting there, you know, about to get hit for oh, something that man. I did and I knew yeah, I did. Collateral um, damage. Yeah. And then like the one and only time, because my brother and I share dads, this is the one only time my brother even said anything close to this. He was like, you're not even my real dad or whatever. And like the fact that I brought us to that place <laughs> just because I was just the mischievous fucking like little person that I was whatever it's just like <laughs> damn dude I can at that time yeah I was doing a lot of damage oh man we should have we should do an episode where we just talk about all the bad shit we did when we were kids ugh gosh I did a lot, a lot of, of I did a lot too a lot of fire stuff never never oh, animals tons of fire stuff never, never animals. animals I like animals just put that out I wasn't not a fucking psychopath yeah. but definitely fires isn't that that's part of the triad right yeah yeah fires well, fucking fires rule dude I like if you don't like fire are you even a human being? Like, that's kind of one of the things that sets us apart from the animals, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. fire kicks ass. I got in trouble for burning stuff a lot. Oh, yeah. I apparently, when I was put before, not a judge, but maybe let's just say like a magistrate. I never got in that much like trouble. That. <laughs> <laughs> this was just like parent trouble. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I never did like arson or anything. <laughs> when 12 year old me was, was in front of this person, who was just like, and what would you have done if, you know, you say you were just like playing around with fire, but what would you have done if you caught this building apart on fire, this like apartment complex? Uh-huh. And I don't know, I just rationally said, I was like, well, there's like a fire extinguisher right in the hallway. And the person wasn't ready for me to just have access to that information. I'm just like, I'm not an idiot. I'm playing my crimes, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, just, I'm playing with fire or whatever, but like, I, it's, yeah, so. Gosh, if we're having a show where I'm just doing all that stuff, you guys might unsubscribe. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> I wanted to talk about anime. I, I had, like, a five-minute anime section or whatever, but, like, it's this is my time. Yeah, people this are is my fun. Let's go. little recommendation corner, and it's not going to be five minutes. I'm just going to run through the names of some anime that I've just been really jazzed about. You can skip ahead, you know, whatever. Most recently, Burn the Witch. It's a three-part series. Just three episodes from the people who did Bleach. It's got some really cool uh, magic usage on it. Pretty low fan service. And fan service is like bouncing boobies and like grabbing butts and stuff like that. There's like a few, <laughs> a few mentions of panties. That's kind of like it. But the action, most of the things that I watch are like highly action-oriented. Uh, so if it doesn't have like smooth fight scenes, I'm usually not interested in it. So Burn the Witch. It's pretty good. If you are looking for something lighthearted, you know, slice of life stuff, there's Asobi Asobase. It's generally just about kids in an after school club. <laughs> is this like weird to be talking about this? No, no, like, I love this. This is the best segment we've ever done. <laughs> no, it's not. I hate it. I hate it. Because uh, <clears throat> like I'm 35 years old and I'm, I'm watching like middle schoolers do after school activities or whatever. And I'm like, I. If it wasn't funny, then like, are there superpowers? No. What? This, so this this breaks the mold immediately, just right after what I said. Damn. It's literally just because like my uh, hero academia rules. I mean, you know, these are like the easy ones that people can get to. Anybody can get to my. I saw it in Walmart. Oh, yesterday. okay. So we're having snooty anime hour. We're having. This is just premiered fall 2000 <laughs> or whatever. So like you need to be on the. All right, pulse. yeah, keep going. So Give that people with it's, it's very cool. Look on YouTube for like shoe launching. If you don't like that clip, then like you don't. It's not for you. Uh, <laughs> there's also one this year that came out or whatever. It's pretty good. It is about art and the creation of art and like once again it's about an after school group. 
and they are trying to create an anime and they show you the entire process from the paneling, from the storyboarding, uh, from all this stuff. And it's just done in such a beautiful palette. Uh, the animation, once again, is just phenomenal or whatever. So for anybody who's just looking for something like pretty lighthearted, uh, this is like, you know, definitely rated G. Uh, but it's funny and interesting. It's called Keep Your Hands Off Azoken, E-I-Z-O-U-K-E-N. So look it up. I was telling people about this during Drink and Draws earlier in the year, and that was pretty neat. Radiant is another one. It's fucking good. God of High School. Just action, action, action. Every episode. Amazing. Tower of God. Get into it. Super good. Uh, Fire Force. Great, too. And that's it. That's that's all. I'm going to do on fucking anime, because... You know, like the back of my neck is like itching from embarrassment. <laughs> and shit. Uh, <laughs> it's, this it's has been Choose Anime Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't, I'm gonna do that too, too often. Whatever. Um, okay. So, 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 so. Uh, what are some comfort foods for you coming up this winter? What are you getting into? Ooh, comfort foods during the winter. Okay, for some reason, I've really been on a big white chocolate pretzel kick lately. I don't know why. Like the Nestle kind? Yeah, the flips. Oh, shit. Them yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. That's a good snack. Yeah, man. Put it in, oh, put it in the freezer, too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that count as a comfort food? Uh, for, for sure. Right, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that. I think I want to roast more vegetables. Ooh, like for the whole meal? Or is like yeah, for the whole meal, next dude. to what the meal is? I mean, maybe with some like, meat or something, too. Okay. Or But like oh, maybe also like serve that shit over rice. Okay. Right? All right. You know? Not so bad. A yeah. nice mushy meal. No, no. Because no? you roast it. Oh. It's like a vegetable medley. So some of them shit's like if you put like onions and like potatoes and stuff, it comes out crunchy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that sounds great. That's, yeah. it is. No, that's a good uh, hearty stick to your guts meal. So that's nice. It is. Yeah. Nice to feed to your vegan friends. Who are they? Mm-hmm. Just kidding. My mom's a vegan now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and just like one more for funsies. Something yeah, like, yeah. that you're going to cook. One more. Yeah, don't look at the time. We're at a minute 06. Yeah. I'm having fun. I did, because it was funny to me, have on there uh, your top three fun reads, because I know that you don't read anything fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't but read But is there? I don't well, read anything. Whatever. Everybody that like know, knows Brian, like he's got a giant boot on his back like what would be <laughs> um you say you're trying to get back into like spiritualism mm. a little bit or whatever mm-hmm. what would be something like a nice intro into that if i was looking for some calm this winter okay there is a book i highly recommend this one actually it's called cave of tigers uh, mm. it was written by an american buddhist roshi uh, by the name of john dido Lori. he passed in 2009 I don't know if we've ever talked about Buddhism yet in the pod. Not at all. Not yeah, at all. Well, FYI, listeners, if you didn't know, I've been a practicing Buddhist for also like 15, maybe 20 years now. Mm-hmm. The book is uh, is good because it's, it's basically like what he calls these Dharma encounters, which is just like, it reads like dialogues, like real easy. It's like it's like you're reading like text messages, basically. It's like student, teacher, oh. student, teacher. And it's just really quick exchanges in true Buddhist fashion, which is just like filled with humor and like kind of riddles and then like some deep pontificating and then maybe something confusing and then something weird and you're supposed to kind of read these things internalize them and like meditate on them do you have Um, any favorite passages none that i could recall specifically in like long form Mm -hmm. but tons of lines one that i've been meditating on recently is this line that there are no thorns in the mud I know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I had I had to think about that for a second. That's yeah. 
Okay. Okay. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So like be mud. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, be mud. Yeah. That's a way to think about it. It's like, but also it's like, um, so I think in the context of the passage, the metaphor was like about a path, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes the path gets muddy and it seems like you don't want to go through that mud. You don't want to like get your shoes dirty or whatever. Like, but off the path, bushes, bushes have thorns, cut yourself. You get hurt worse, basically, is what they're saying. Mm. So, like, this idea of, like, so desperately trying to avoid unpleasant... This is what I took from it, at least. And it's all subjective. That's the thing about Buddhism. The thing I took from it was, like, the idea of trying to avoid life's unpleasantness... Yeah. ...can sometimes lead to greater injury to yourself. Sure, sure, sure. And I'm, like, loath to get dirty, but uh, if that means... Going through fucking thorns, hard pass. So, thorns suck. Yeah. Yeah. Cave of oh. Tigers is the name of the book. Just to say it again, Cave of Tigers. Yeah, it's good. Something that helped me over the past couple of years is uh, the best way to clear a muddy pond is to leave it alone. Mm. And that's been big on me, who is reactionary, who mm-hmm. you know, revenge is <laughs> salacious to me, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, if I feel wronged, if I feel like I've been slighted, I need to reset that. I need to justify that or whatever. Or sometimes you just fucking leave it alone. Just leave the whole situation alone. Don't respond. Don't do anything. Just let the pond clear by itself without continuing to agitate it and shit. And uh, yeah, that's been huge for me. That was, I was like passing that along. People would like <laughs> come to me with like drama shit or whatever. I'd be like, yeah, it seems like you need to just like leave this alone and just let it settle on its own. Sometimes it's the best course of action. I mean, like, I, uh, not in all cases, but certainly in, like, when you're dealing with, like, you know, person-to-person sort of interactions that are, like, kind of maybe ego-based and, like, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Path of least resistance is always a good one. Like, yeah, that's, that's turning the other cheek. Yeah, that's... man, you don't need to be fighting with people all the time. It's exhausting. Especially because you'll exhaust yourself from, like, you know, maybe participating in a fight that's actually, like, more important. Sure. Hey, man, you're holding up traffic, you know? Yeah, right? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Instead of like getting up on the ladder and being like, you fucking idiot, you don't know how to read. Yeah, like, yeah. Any yeah. of that shit. Cause like yeah. that's where that energy was. And I was just like, <gasps> right. When we would have done that, we would have also contributed to holding up traffic too. We would have all. Just like having a fucking argument with a dude. <laughs> well, then there's that. And then now, how do we look to the people who have been seeing us work yeah. hard all these past yeah, 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 yeah. days? Now we're popping off with this dude and stuff like that. Yeah. We Plus, couldn't... also, it's like hypocritical, man. Like, if, if our hypothesis was correct and that guy is a worker and we're paying right. this huge appreciation thing because we're out there in solidarity <laughs> for the workers and we're just going to fucking yell at this dude for being an idiot just because he's been, you know, fucking lobotomized by the U.S. government. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. You know, that's not having sympathy for your own class so uh. I feel like sympathy is in like short supply these days sympathy empathy sympathy empathy go yeah. difference between oh, fuck uh, sympathy is it oh, I don't even know maybe should we pause it and look it up oh Brian's got to Brian's got to know he I, has to know I have to know okay, I don't want to give people bad info right hold on Yeah, it turns out it's pretty boring. Go yeah, ahead. not really. I don't even want to elaborate on it. Yeah, go, go look go. it up yourselves. No. <laughs> yeah, but the whole point is that uh, we are lacking both of those things. Yeah, and U.S. political discourse, and even really among U.S. citizens, really like it's it's there's a lot of uh, identity based like stuff that's like 
really standing in the way of like people like working together. Mm-hmm. We've elab- we've talked about this on like mm-hmm. other episodes and shit too, so we don't have to really like bring down the mood of what have been an otherwise <laughs> funny and little jovial app <laughs> for us. <laughs> Choose cool down. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I think not and this isn't to say that you have to like you don't really have to like f- forgive people for having like really hostile kind of like, you know, violent politics. Mm. But the thing is, like, you can't discount them entirely. And, like, and by them, I mean, like, their communities, everyone in their orbit. Right. Certainly somewhere in Magaland, there are going to be, like, people that are just can't, you know, not reach. They're true believers, sure. right? They are going to go with that way, you know, till the end. Right. Uh, and that's fine. Like, they've made their bed. Mm. Um, but there are people that, you know, and they're, like, satelliting those people who can still be talked to and, like come to a common understanding because like that's the thing with one of the key things about socialism is that like it talks about this sort of commonality that we all share which is being part of the working class mm-hmm. like that's something that we're all in it together and like this isn't to say that you know racism doesn't exist that sexism doesn't exist that homophobia isn't real like all of these things are forms of like special oppression right, right. but they're kept in place because it's a helpful tool to keep the working class from consolidating together and fighting against the the capitalist class God. I mean, like, it's when you say it like that simply, you can see how that works, right? You can like, see why, why I'd like sense. it explained to me simply. Yeah, so, yeah right. So, so, all right. Point taken to. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, so good. But yeah, that's what, that's what it is. Like, when, if you think about it as, like, a fight, working class versus the, the ruling class, and you say, well, why would, why would the ruling class, like, benefit from, like, having all of us, like, hate each other because of, like, these various differences? So we don't work together. Like, it's pretty simple so yeah like and i think the only way to get back to even maybe the table of like talking about that kind of stuff together again and like talking about how white people uphold white supremacy in part because you know they want to elevate themselves slightly above the rest but also in part because they're being duped by you know Mm -hmm. this this fucking ruling class into doing it and Mm -hmm. because they're just basically using us as a shield like we got to protect this like tiny little elevated sliver that we have just so we can like marginally feel better about ourselves. That's fucking ridiculous. Everything, everything has a place like that. So like when you kind of understand it and you look at it through the like, what if this is the result of an evil plan, then it makes sense. It, it, there's just too many, there's just too many movies and too many things that have shown people getting together yeah. and then people just don't get it. It's like, well, that was a movie. That was- that's not my life <laughs> yeah. or even like close yeah. to. Uh, in this episode with like a <laughs> montage of like all of these different like movies that like this is just like the scene where they all decide to work together. So like Bugs Life. It's you who need us. Mighty Ducks. Ducks, Ducks fly together. Uh, school days. <laughs> like keep, let's just keep going with them. Fucking wow, wow, like wow. every single one where they're just like teamwork, 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 teamwork. This is how we fucking overcome. Work together, work together, work together. So yeah, I mean like, yeah, I don't know. I don't, the only other thing I could feel like that would keep people from getting behind that would be a lack of sympathy and empathy, right? Right. Like, yeah. Not being yes. able to touch into that side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going to work on that too over winter. Oh, empathy is hugely, it's bigly something that I need to work on. Yeah. Just is empathy better than sympathy? I think sympathy might be better than empathy. I think empathy is probably <laughs> empathy is like whatever, even to like use buzzwords or whatever. It's like very virtue signaling or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm an empath. Well, like, that, I, I mean, can understand better than no, I mean, not to get <laughs> open up a can of worms at the very end of this kind of conversation, but like, 
that kind of means just like it's like this idea that like I can't help you because by helping you I take on your trauma and I don't deserve that. Ooh. Like, wait, wh- which rule is that? Empathy. Okay, because you might feel be, it. I think I might be an empath. Yeah. Oh, so like, oh, it's like I know that you're like you know suicidal right now, but if I talk to you about it, like because I'm an empath. I will become suicidal. I call that I call that uh, <laughs> stealing my joy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If yeah. I take on your problems, you might like interrupt my peace. Yeah, right. But sympathy, according to the definitions that we read, is like you know the ability to perceive when someone is in distress and understand that they are in distress. And when you're not, you know, when you don't, when you are able to do that, and it's not, pretty like objective. It's just yeah, like there's a thing, yeah. do the thing. You're not when you are able to perceive that and not become distressed yourself. You're probably mm. in a better place to help, right? Because oh. you can approach the situation with a cooler head and like being like, all right, this person is like dying of thirst so I'm gonna go get some water and here you go here's the thing whereas meanwhile as me is like I see a person dying of thirst I'm like ooh I better not bring up how thirsty they are mm. unless they talk about it yeah. and I have to hear about it <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what that's called apathy maybe <laughs> oh my god this is this is what I'm trying to like work out of me yeah is, is and I keep on like with the person I'm hanging out with or whatever maybe this will be <laughs> something that they <laughs> it'll be something that they like notice about me or whatever but like I, I keep saying like I just don't want to be inconvenienced yeah and like you know that's it's, it's not the right way to think about feelings but that's how Ooh. I think about feelings Ooh. oh uh yeah. yeah okay so cool there yeah listen to the episode here there is uh to go back to that wow the, Brian's really in a hurry to end this no I actually have a lot of fun I'm <laughs> so I just know because we're getting like a minute an hour twenty so alright the, the book I just mentioned Cave of Tigers like Buddhist phrases we asked me to repeat one so here's one to think about like just connects to what we just said, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's real quick. It goes: If you can only do what you want to do, you are not truly free. Mm, that dead air is me trying to figure out. Elaborate on that, man. If I can't, should I? If I can only do. Wow, is this where we're leaving? We're leaving people with homework. Should I give a riddle to end the episode? Maybe I don't know. Shit. Should I explain it? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, just I'm gonna say it one more time. One more time. What that hit? If you could only do what you want to do, you are not truly free. Oh, All right. Interesting. This has been Everyone Sucks Here, yeah. Q and A edition. I'll be lost in thought for the next couple days. And I'll be overthinking. (laughs) Right, nice balance. Right, thanks for tuning in. I'm floating down a river. Oars freed from their holes long ago. Lying face up on the floor of my vessel. I marvel at the stars and feel my heart overflow.